welcome to the Basic Bee Podcast, a show for the wannabe SEO savvy service providers among us, for the coaches and consultants who dream of becoming known for their storytelling skills, not to mention the solopreneurs who straight up need to master all things social proof to increase sales. After a little reluctantly fully committing to this online world of business, I quickly realized I needed to get people to come to me. I needed to tell them I was here and how I could support them. I dove headfirst into social proof, which led me to SEO, which led me to storytelling. And now it gives me great joy to share what I've learned with other business owners so they skip the hard stuff and ease straight into sales. This podcast gives you expert insights, actionable takeaways, and casual convos with some of the online world's best and brightest experts and strategists. I think that's enough of an intro, so here we go. Welcome back to the Short and Sassy series within the Basic B podcast. As you know, these episodes hover around 10 minutes. They're pretty actionable most of the time, and they cover a range of topics. Today, our topic is how to actually write case studies easily. And this was kicked off because of a post on threads. And shout out to my friend Leticia, who is constantly tagging me over there. With anything that's about SEO or case studies, I absolutely love it and it means the world to me. Before I dive in, (laughs) I need to say this in one of the episodes. If this video ever makes it to YouTube and you watch the videos and you're like, why are you looking around? I need you to know that I'm not the most comfortable yet with using a teleprompter. And especially for this episode, I've got a few different things that I'm looking at. So I want you to know that. I'm looking around at notes so that I can give you really quality information, even if that means that the video is being sacrificed a little bit, because I'd rather you know what you need to know and have the information presented in a relatively organized fashion. Okay, so the topic with how do we make writing case studies easier actually came about because of a thread that started with this post. Why is writing case studies the hardest business task to ever exist? So, of course, immediately when I saw this, I was like, it doesn't have to be. (laughs) Like, let me tell you about this. So I commented on the thread, but I also immediately knew that I needed to make a podcast about this topic because it doesn't have to be hard. It does not have to be complicated. Just like I tell you, SEO doesn't have to be complicated. Case studies do not need to be complicated. I'm going to be sharing my framework with you, my process. I'm going to walk through a run through of that. And I'll tell you, I'll modify it for whether you're writing them for a client or whether you're writing them for yourself so you know what to do and how to make it much easier. So let's start off with my framework, which I absolutely love. And I find it very funny that I'm actually recording this podcast and my dog Jack is here (laughs) because my framework is the pet framework. And as soon as I heard that name, my friend Brenna helped me figure this out. I was like, oh my gosh, I can use that paw emoji. So I use the paw emoji. I love animals. My dog, Jack, like I've got all of these elements where I'm just like, yes, I love this. It fits me. It's amazing. Not only does it have a cute name, it's actually really helpful for writing case studies. So my framework, the pet framework, the P stands for problem. E stands for experience. T stands for transformation. So let me break that down a little bit more for you. We're organizing the case study in my world. We're organizing the case study in this format. We're introducing them to the problem, the before, then we're walking them through the experience or the during, and then we're highlighting 
hey, these were the transformations. These were the wins. This is the after of going through this course or working with the service provider. So that's the format that we're following here. You're welcome to borrow it. Please use it. I will give you some extra resources at the end of the episode, but like, please use this. I want you to. I created this not only for myself, but for you because writing case studies can be complicated if you don't have a framework or a process, you know, like if you don't feel like you have the motivation to write them. So P, problem. As I alluded to, this is kind of the before. Where were they stuck before meeting you? Why did they even go about this journey of trying to find someone like you, trying to find a course like yours, trying to find a service like yours? What brick wall were they running up against? What was going on in their world? Why did they need help? I'm giving you all of these questions. Like, Start writing notes, my friend. E is for experience. What was their experience like working with you, going through your course, being in your membership? You can even extend this to products as well. But like, what was that actual experience using the thing, working with you, whatever that looks like? Expand on that. Share with the class. And then T is for transformation or the after. And I will always, always harp on this, but there are internal transformations and external transformations. Internal transformations are emotional wins. They're emotional transformations. Did someone go from feeling really lost and confused to very clear on what their next steps need to be? Did they go from feeling really unworthy to being so incredibly confident? You know, that really impacts someone's life. So what were those internal transformations? The external transformations are more, you know, you have them. They're more tangible. That's the word I was looking for. You have them. There's data. There's numbers to back it up. There are before and after pictures. If you're a hairstylist, you've got the before and after photo. Make sure you take them. (laughs) My dad sells windows. If you sell windows, your house is going to look different. Your electric bill is going to be different. Or if you have oil and you're in the Northeast, like whatever that is for you, what was the before? What was the during? What was the after? And I will say, because I get this kind of like eye roll situation disbelief a lot whenever I do guest teachings on this or even when I'm talking with my clients about this or my students. If you quote unquote only have internal transformations, those emotional transformations, you have the most impactful transformation at your fingertips. It doesn't always matter if you have those external ones. It doesn't matter if someone had an X amount dollar launch. It doesn't matter so much if someone saved you know, money on their electric bill, if they're happy, if they're getting compliments from neighbors, if someone's getting you know, a compliment on their haircut, on their hair color, that means the world. That makes someone feel really good. And that's what we connect with in the story. So pet framework, problem, experience, transformation of the internal and or external variety. That is the framework. Now for the process. And I wanted to get into the process because when I was, again, over on threads, and I'll make sure that I link this thread. When I was on threads, I initially responded to the fact that this person was like, why is it so hard to write case studies? I thought the same thing that some of these other commenters thought, which was framework. They need a framework. (laughs) And they actually wrote back and they were like, I have a framework. I just lack the motivation. So, of course, I was like, I have thoughts on this. Let me share my process because maybe this will help you too. So my process, and like I said, at the end, I'll give you some heads up of like 
what the modifications are if I'm writing this for myself or if I'm writing this as a deliverable for a client. No matter what, both my case studies for myself and my case studies that I'm writing for a client always start with some kind of interview. Either I'm doing the interview of my client or I'm interviewing a client's client. Things get really meta over here when I'm talking about case studies of case studies. Bear with me. So there's an interview. It could be a podcast interview. It could be a Facebook Live like video interview. It could be an interview like a video recording that's maybe just stored on Google Drive that they don't intend on sharing out with the world. So whatever that looks like, there's some kind of interview where we're capturing that information of what was your problem, what was your experience, what is life looking like now, what are those transformations. So I either conduct the interview and I have a good idea of this, or I am watching the interview or listening to it. I just realized I told you I was going to give you the modifications of writing case studies for myself and then writing case studies as a deliverable at the end. Clearly, we're just going to do this as we go. (laughs) So interview has happened. And then I listen to or watch the interview back and I pull quotes. I want to hear from the clients what their words are. And we'll get to why in just a second. But I'm going to pull quotes. And from that, I'm able to create a story arc. I'm able to fill in. The story arc is the same thing as that pet framework. So I'm able to fill in what was the problem? What was the experience like? What are the transformations? Are they internal, external, both? I'm able to create that story arc. After that, this is why I want to capture their words, these clients' words. This is why I want it because then I do keyword research and you bet your tushy that I am doing keyword research based on the social proof, based on the testimonial quotes. That is super key. So I do keyword research. Then I kind of create the SEO strategy, which you don't necessarily need to worry about unless you really want to. And then you could get the SEO basics checklist that I have. This is just how case studies are written in my world. They are story-based. They are data-driven with the keywords. And they do a really darn good job of marketing your business for you and of converting strangers or lurkers into clients, paying clients. I'll get off my soapbox. So after I do the keyword research, I create the strategy. Then I'm writing a rough draft. And my friend, even though I am a case study copywriter, I still struggle with that shitty first draft. Get the crappy first draft out. So here's a couple of things that help me. One is actually having that story arc in the Google Doc. So I'm not actually starting from a blank Google Doc where the blinking cursor of death is in my face. I don't have that problem because I have this framework on the page. So I know exactly where I want to start. I know where I want to take it. I even include at the top, I'll say like, this is the big point that we want to emphasize, especially if I'm doing this case study as a deliverable for a client. I'm putting that big point that we want to drive home front and center for me so I don't lose sight of it. The other thing that I have in addition to the story arc is what is our giant call to action? Do we want to take people to a membership and get them in the membership? Do we want them to go to a podcast and become a listener and start following and leave a review? Do we want to get them in a course? Do we want to have them sign up for a program? Do we want them to fill out an intake form? What does that look like? And there really needs to just be one big giant call to action, although there's going to be links in my world with the way I write case studies. There's going to be links throughout the case study. 
But big point that we want to drive home in the case study, that story arc. So the pet framework, the problem, the experience, the transformation, and then what is that call to action? Where are we sending them from here? I write, and the way that I do this, this is where I wanted to share this for anyone who's lacking motivation. I tell myself I'm just going to be writing for an hour. Sometimes I write for an hour. Sometimes I write for three hours and just bang the whole thing out. So if I just tell myself it's going to be for an hour, and then I'm like, okay, I just need to make it through this amount of time. A lot of times I just keep going because getting started is the hardest part. So I give myself an hour on the clock. I say, I'm going to write for an hour. And then this is my favorite thing that I do now. I listen to brain.fm. I will link it below. It has changed my productivity game. It is amazing. I use the focus one for, especially for any kind of like writing that I need to do. So I just love it. It's just amazing. I will link that below. And shout out to Sally who told me about that. It's amazing. I tried it for two weeks and I was like, you're just coming home with me. I like you. (laughs) So once I get the crappy first draft written, I don't look at the case study for two to three days. Don't touch it. I don't look at it. I don't want to see it. (laughs) I need a break. If I stay too much in the zone of the case study, it's hard for me to actually do the next step to a good level, to a good degree. And that last step is to edit the copy. So I was editing my own copy at the beginning. And then I pulled my boyfriend Daniel in on the job and now he copy edits for me. But still, I write the crappy first draft. I give myself two or three days where I don't look at it. I go back in and edit the copy and then I send it to him for a final revision. He's really checking for punctuation at that point for grammar. And I know this is my weakness. So I want someone else to look out for me. He makes sure that the story flows. If there's ever like a missing transition or something just doesn't quite connect, he calls that out. And then I'm like, oh, cool. I go back in, I update it, and then I send that copy edited and modified draft to the client. Or if it's my stuff, I publish it on my site. And then I'm done. You know, it's that easy. It's that simple. And it really can be that easy. Of course, with practice, things get easier. So that's really great. But So you have the pet framework, you have the process that you need to work through. I'm going to touch on this because something that people ask constantly is, oh my gosh, how long do these need to be? Minimum of 500 words, maximum that could be as long as you want it to be. The most I've seen from myself and from other people have been like 2,000 words, maybe a little bit over 2,000 words, but minimum 500 words. And if you tell yourself that, you probably only need to spend an hour writing edit it after a couple of days, and then you have a case study ready to publish on your blog. So getting to that, there are three ways that I support people with case studies. And I want you to know this, and there's actually a bonus fourth option that's active like now. So I have the Profitable Case Study Roadmap. It is my free resource. It is, I think, 12 pages. It might even be longer than that. I probably should charge for that, but I just want you to have the information so you can go and run with it. So that will be available below. And then the two paid options are that I do done-for-you case study copywriting. So if you're listening to this and you're like, these sound amazing, I don't want to do that, (laughs) you can call me and I can write it for you. So do know that I usually book at least one to two months in advance, but there's an intake form on my website. I'll give you all the links that you need. Do know that I can write them for you. And then your third option is if you're like, I want you to teach me how to do this. I have my case study training program. 
And the sales page is under construction at the moment. Whenever it is live, I will make sure it's linked below. And that I think is launching this April. So April 2024, if you're listening to this in real time. So those are the three main ways that I help people. Also, February 19th, the doors are going to open again for my how to blog with SEO email course. In this email course, I spend time giving you a template for case studies, walking you through how you can make blogs about case studies and do it in a systematic, easy way. So that will also be available for you. I've gone over my time, so I'm just going to leave it there. And if you have any questions, come find me on Instagram and I'll be happy to answer them for you. See you next time. That was really something, wasn't it? Let that really sink in and guide you toward being the answer to even more Googled questions. Thanks so much for joining me this episode. You are the reason this show exists and that it keeps growing. You know, thanks to all those follows and reviews. If you know someone who could benefit from what was shared, send it to them. We don't do shy around here. If you thought of clarifying or follow-up questions while listening, you know what to do. Say hi on Instagram. Check the show notes for all the things that were mentioned, and I'll talk to you soon, friend. Okay, okay, you get it. You know SEO is important, but no, you're not interested in learning another skill. Who has the time? But who are you supposed to trust with the task of getting SEO to work for you? Someone who won't ghost you mid-project or treat you like a dum-dum lollipop. Someone who actually wants to empower you and your team with all things SEO. Hi, yes, it's me, Brittany, and you are the person I created the SEO packet for. You're curious, you want to understand this thing better, but like only a little bit. You don't actually want to do the doing. This way, you get the key SEO stuff super fast and you get support throughout and beyond the project. No more letting Google gift you the wrong SEO strategy. Time to put the right words in the right places and get found online by the right people. Find all the info you need below.